from San Francisco, California, with your host, Ben Kaspik. This is Locked On Giants Baseball. Welcome back to Locked On Giants Baseball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspik, and I'm thrilled to be with you again today. On this show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday, approximately 15 minutes in length, talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also insightful and easily digestible, easy for everyone to understand. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let the Vivid Seats app help you get to your favorite live event. Enter promo code POSTSEASON at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100. Coming up on today's show, we'll talk about the Giants' disappointing 8-5, 16-inning loss to the Colorado Rockies last night at Oracle Park, kicking off the last homestand of the season for the Giants. A lot of players used in this game, you know, September expanded rosters, and they really used it to their full advantage last night, although it wasn't enough to beat the Colorado Rockies. This was a Madison Bumgarner start, and it very well could have been his second-to-last start in a Giants uniform, so we'll break down his performance as well. With the loss, the Giants fell to 75-82, and 82, which means they are guaranteed to have a losing season in 2019, and it'll be the third consecutive losing season for the Giants. That said, I still think that it's a respectable record right now at 75-82, and 82. So I do appreciate that the Giants didn't just kind of tank this season, that, that there was a real effort to be competitive for as long as possible. That was what Farhan Zaidi promised, and that is what they did. But ultimately, they are going to have a losing record. Their, their best possible record now would be 80 and 82. But moving on to the game itself, man, there was a lot that happened. There were 25 different pitchers who appeared in this game. And that, after Madison Bumgarner, went seven innings. So I guess we could just start there. Bumgarner had a strange start where he you know, struck out nine, only walked two in those seven innings, but allowed three home runs. And part of that is a product of the baseball being just hot this season. And part of that is a product of the fact that it was like 90 degrees in San Francisco. So this has been a very unusual season in terms of the weather at Oracle Park very used to the park playing like an absolute outlier compared to the rest of the league and home runs not leaving that ballpark, people hitting the ball as hard as they can hit it, and the ball not traveling out of the park. But several times this season, we've had really hot nights where there's no wind and the ball is carrying well. It's just very unusual and a little bit unnerving that the weather seems to have changed so much in this area. I get it, late September and into October, we do usually get warmer weather here in the Bay Area, but this is not the first time all season we've had weather like they had last night, and it's just really bizarre, and I can't remember ever seeing that. So, you know, you have to take that into consideration when you look at the elevated home run numbers uh, that Giants players have allowed, especially just looking at, you know, the league average rate of home runs allowed has increased a lot, so you're going to expect people on the Giants, their home run rate is going to increase. And that doesn't necessarily mean they got worse. It might just mean, you know, the league is going that direction and they're just on for, along for the ride. But in Bumgarner's case, I mean, three home runs allowed 
the nine strikeouts you like to see. So I thought he threw the ball pretty well, getting a lot of swings and misses. But, you know, we're almost out of time for evaluation here. And the rest of the league is almost out of time for evaluation as he's about to enter free agency, assuming he does not is not offered and then chooses to accept the qualifying offer. 24% strikeout rate for Madison Baumgartner. Last year, it was just 19.8%. So that was a big success for him, a rebound in the strikeout rate department. 24.1% will be the highest since 2016 when it was 27.5%. Still, though, that's a decline from those years when he was at his peak from 2014 through 16 when it was always north of 25%. So a pretty strong year, but just not the ace that some people automatically anoint him. Meanwhile, in Seattle last night, the Astros' Garrett Cole had, I believe, 14 strikeouts in seven innings. And it's just finishing up an absolute monster season strikeout rate of about 40%. And that is what a true ace really looks like. Just overpowering, dominant stuff, just completed his 200th inning. So there just really is a gap between that type of pitcher and what Madison Bumgarner is. Madison Bumgarner offers a lot, but when we talk about aces and who gets paid and who's going to get the monster contract, we're looking at someone like Garrett Cole, who is also going to be a free agent and I just continue to say should be a real target of the San Francisco Giants, who have issues, definite issues in their starting rotation. So anyway, after Bumgarner... The Giants used 12 additional pitchers in this game that went 16 innings. Coming up in the second half of the show, I want to talk about some standout performances from these 12 relievers. I really thought there were a couple guys who are, you know, trying to make an impression who did and who have made strong impressions in the Giants' bullpen. Also want to talk a little bit about the offense. Evan Longoria hitting his 20th home run of the season, which gives the Giants three 20 home run hitters for the first time since 2006. So that's all coming up next. But first, just want to remind everyone that Bombas are the most comfortable socks in the history of feet. With every pair purchased, a pair is donated. Go to bombas.com locked to get 20% off your first purchase. Everybody loves a night out, whether it's seeing your favorite team or seeing your favorite band in person. I want to talk about the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program where you can attend these shows and events and earn credit towards attending your next live event through Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats is the top source for all the live events you want to go to. You can sort by price, section, row, sit exactly where you want to sit, all through the Vivid Seats app. And what makes them really stand out here is their Vivid Seats Loyalty Program, which allows you to earn credit back through something called Vivid Seats Rewards. You can download the Vivid Seats app at the App Store or Google Play Store, and you'll be automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats Rewards loyalty program. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. You can attend the biggest concerts, the hottest games, postseason games, theater shows, and more. Download the app, automatically join the Vivid Seats Rewards loyalty program today, and make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let the Vivid Seats app help you get to your favorite live event. If you enter special promo code POSTSEASON at checkout, you can earn a discount of up to $100. We talk about baseball performance all the time on this show, but what about performance in the bedroom? That's right. 
BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew is the first chewable with the same active FDA-approved ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know that they work. They can be taken anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Yes, I actually know someone who has tried this product and they have extremely positive things to report about its effectiveness. The best part about Blue Chew is that it's prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So there's no more visit to the doctor's office, waiting at the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness around this topic. Blue Chew is made in the United States and prepares and shipped direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit www.bluechew.com and get your first shipment free when you use special promo code MLB. Just pay $5 for shipping. That's it. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code MLB, and try it. It's free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring this podcast. Okay, as promised, here in the second half of the show, we'll talk about the Giants, you know, 13 pitchers who pitched in this game and some of the standout performances, specifically about the offense. I know I already said Longoria connected for his 20th home run of the season, which gives the Giants three players with 20 home runs for the first time since 2006, which is just a shockingly long amount of time for such a modest accomplishment. The Twins, I I believe, have five players with 30 or more home runs, which is a major league record, but that's the type of year it's been around baseball with the home run. So I don't put a ton of stock into the fact that the Giants have accomplished this this season because the ball is just hotter, literally flying out of ballparks more than it ever has in the history of the game. But that being said, where I do give them credit, I mean, Pilar, for all his flaws, has had a strong season for the Giants. The bat is, you know, a questionable commodity, but the the defense and the base running combined with the power that he provides when he does connect has made him a solid contributor this season. So his emergence with the Giants and then Mike Yastrzemski's breakout season as well are where I really want to give credit to Farhan Zaidi and the Giants front office. And then, you know, Longoria, he's had a better season in 2019 than he had in his Giants debut season in 2018. So that's a good sign, but he's still obviously, you know, he's one of the oldest players on the team and he signed for multiple more seasons, I believe three additional years after 2019. For around $15 million a year, which is modest, the Rays are paying some of that salary. But still, I think, you know, Longoria raising his stock might be a good thing because perhaps the Giants can find a taker for that contract. And perhaps if they pay down some of it, they'll be able to find someone who's willing to take it on. He's just not a fit for the Giants in their current competitive window, in my opinion. As they're like looking towards the future, Longoria is kind of a player that you hope to extract as much value as you can in the short term because you know the long term he's going to be entering his mid to late 30s. Anyway, talking about the pitchers, relievers used by the Giants in this game, I was particularly impressed in, the, in extra innings, Anderson Franco, Burt Smith, Wandy Peralta, and Kyle Bearclaw all made, in my opinion, pretty strong relief appearances. Anderson Franco's stuff is just impressive to me. He throws high 90s. He just kind of 
fills up the zone with a high 90s fastball that induces a lot of pop-ups. And he's got a good like high 80s cutter slider pitch that is also a solid pitch. And then I think he has a changeup or splitter as well. But I just am impressed with the stuff of Anderson Franco, who is making his major league debut here. He's been in the minors a long time, and the Giants are finally giving him an opportunity, and I've just been impressed with what we've seen. Bert Smith, he like worked into some trouble, but then escaped it. He, he reminds me of Franco in that way, where he just kind of challenges the zone with a pretty firm fastball, and for the most part, is able to get hitters out with it. So I've, I've just been impressed with both of these right-handers who throw hard and, and just kind of attack. Wandy Peralta threw an inning and a third with two strikeouts and didn't allow any hits or runs, obviously. So I, he, he's an interesting guy as well. Works really fast. He's one of the fastest workers, which you appreciate in, an, in a long extra inning game like this. And he throws hard as well. And then Kyle Bearclaw. I mean, he is like a reclamation project Someone who was really talented with the Marlins always had an issue with throwing strikes, but then everything kind of fell apart the last couple of years for him, and he's deteriorated. The quality of his performances have deteriorated over the last couple of years, but he still has the tools to be that guy that he once was, or at least resemble that guy a little bit. And so he's definitely a worthwhile gamble for the Giants to take a look at here, given their position. And I've just, for the most part, He's definitely continued to struggle with command at times, but he's just a guy that I don't mind at all having around as an intriguing piece that you just hope can rediscover the form of old. And in one and two thirds innings last night, he got two strikeouts, one walk, and didn't allow any other base runners. So then it was ultimately Derek Rodriguez who served up the winning runs. It was a three run homer by Charlie Blackman. So Rodriguez's fall from grace and kind of nightmarish 2019 season just continues. And we talked about him yesterday as a guy who, you know, Giants fans grew very accustomed to and endeared with, but to me is like a question mark moving forward in terms of his status on the roster. He does have plenty of minor league options remaining, but wouldn't be surprised if next season goes similarly to this season where it's just not there's no kind of set established role and there's kind of some bouncing around. So anyway, coming up tonight, the Giants take on the Rockies in game two of this three game series, the second to last series of the year for the Giants. It'll be Jeff Samarja on the mound for the Giants taking on Tim Melville, a right-handed pitcher for the Rockies. We'll be back with another episode tomorrow talking about tonight's game. Remember to get this show every weekday. You need to hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. On this show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday, approximately 15 minutes in length, talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also insightful and easily digestible, easy for everyone to understand. Once again, my name is Ben Kaspic. You can follow me on Twitter at Cove underscore cast. If you like this show, please consider rating it, leaving a review, and telling your friends and family to check us out. I cannot wait to be with you again tomorrow, and until then, we'll see you next time. 